0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics. I'm Rhino your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. Sorry, sorry, sorry that I am three minutes late today. It's not my fault. Well, it's always my fault. It's the buck stops. Actually, what happened is we were trying to set up, we were trying to link to our RMTP server, and the RMTP server was saying, no, no, no. And that's the only way we can simulcast on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, YouTube, Twitch. That's how we, and LinkedIn, that's how we get all over the place all at the same time. So we have one connection to a network and that network sends everything out to all the different places. But anyhow, welcome to Politics and Right. What are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about today? It's going to be all Abbott. It's all going to be COVID-19. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So here we go. Title of the show today. Irresponsible Governor Greg Abbott slammed locally and nationally. And we're finally going to get to Dr. Cedric Dark's deconstructing deconstructing the pandemic. He's an emergency room doctor here in Houston, Texas, and uh, one that should be very well recognized. You'll see him all the time on MSNBC and on CNN. He's always one of the main commentators on this uh, pandemic. We got to interview him over the weekend, and we are going to bring that for you. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get started with the show. First of all, I want to say welcome aboard, West. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, uh, Mary Wood. Say, sorry, I missed yesterday. i sorry you were missed yesterday, too. Debra John from L.A. Welcome aboard, Mary Wood. May Wood, I'm sorry. May Wood, how you doing, my brother? AVQ also known as Michael Rodnan. Yes, I had a late start. It was the RMTP server. Anyhow, let's get busy. (laughs) Refugee advocates demand U.S. stop deportations to Haiti following earthquake. Wait, what? Our government is still deporting people into a disaster zone? What the... You know what? Oh, my God. Well, you know, look, folks. Haiti has always been treated that kind of a way. I wonder why. I wonder why. Anyhow... Moving on, Michael Rodden also says, Humans pushing Earth close to the tipping point, says most in G20. Global survey finds 74% also want climate crisis and protecting nature prioritized over jobs and profits. We are now living through the last few years where humanity can still avert climate catastrophe. We can still do this, but if we all fail now or civilization fail in less than 30 years... Fortunately, doing so is now the popular consensus. It is the consensus. Before I go further, I want to say Cheryl Basso, welcome aboard the the PDR Posse. She came on late yesterday before I got a chance to put this on the screen. As we shut the program down, It the flag came up. So Cheryl Basso is the queen of the day on the screen. She's our latest PDR Posse member. Anybody can become a PDR Posse member by either going to politicsandright.com or support But easier than that, just clicking on the Join button under YouTube. All right. Michael also says, whoa, that's a long one, Michael. Why is it so hard to be a nurse in America, according to two nurses? The overwork and abuse that nurses have had to endure. Nurses have been pushed to the breaking point during this pandemic. Egberto, if you have time to read a passage from the article regarding our broken healthcare system, I'll do it because it's you, Rudnin. I'll do it because it's you, and you bring us good stuff. The roughly 3 million registered nurses, RNs, currently employed in the United States are in Sarah's words. The eyes and ears and hands and feet are providing health care, but nurses are leaving the profession at a staggering rate. According to 2021 report from Nursing Solutions, the turnover rate for registered nurses last year was close to 20%. This leaves hospitals understaffed. In fact, in uh, tell you what, guys, in Dallas... They are short in one hospital, 500 nurses. About 10% of hospital RN positions were vacant last year. The same report found perpetuating a cycle of burnout and likely worsening the quality of care for patients. Sarah was able to carve out time to find a therapist and join in a virtual support group, but she worries that many nurses don't have the capacity to seek support on their own. It feels like everybody's running on fumes, she said. We need to make the barriers to access mental health support quite a bit lower because people are just so exhausted. The mental health of nurses was taxed even before the COVID-19 pandemic. Female nurses in particular were at twice the risk of dying by suicide as women in the general population, according to research published earlier this year, and that's only the tip of the iceberg, said Christopher Fries, a professor of nursing at the University of Michigan and co-author of of the study. What I worry about is a large number of nurses that we can't even quantify that are suffering in silence. And that's the magic. So many are suffering in silence. I tell you something. This, for what it's worth, and I just do this out of... When I go to the drugstore, yesterday I went to the drugstore, I called out the pharmacists, I called out the people working behind the plexiglass because they're there day in, day out there in front of people, crazy people, good people, bad people unvaccinated people, people don't care, spitting in your face. So I just looked at them in the eye and I said, thank you. I went to the grocery store. I don't go a lot. My wife does most of this uh, stuff because she doesn't like the way I shop. I looked into the, regis- the, the woman at the register's office and I said, thank you so kindly, because without you, we could not function. The guy at the produce section, I looked at him and I said, thank you so kindly. Thank you. And all of them looked at me like I was crazy. But I want you guys to just think about doing stuff like that. These are difficult times. You have an irresponsible governor like, like, uh, like we have in this state. And he's, he's infecting people around the, the, the state. He's preventing people from being able to protect themselves. He's forcing teachers who need to make a living as well as they want to teach to have to go out there and put themselves at risk. So everywhere I go, where I'm talking to people that have to speak to a person, different people constantly every day, I simply look at them and say, "Thank you very much." And I mean, uh, one of one one young lady, I never forgot it. This this one, she had all her extensions on and all of that, and her long fingernails, and she's like, "Nobody ever told me that." And then I said again, "Thank you, thank you, and thank you." These nurses. They put themselves at risk. They have people coming in there. They shouldn't have had to go through this. If people wore their masks, if people took the vaccine, we would not have been in the state that we are irresponsibility or our own fellow brothers and sisters killing our own fellow brothers and sisters. Okay, enough of my soapbox. Eric Hayes says, still down but out of Afghanistan danger. And Egberto asked for a plan. Well, the plan Igberto would have been to keep the... Bagram Air Base in the mountains 20 minutes outside of Kabul and slowly take people there from Kabul. If you listen to the press conference, you see why that was untenable. Again, again, it was untenable. They thought about keeping both bases open. They thought about keeping one or the other. The best one to keep open was the one five minutes from the embassy as opposed to 20 minutes where they could have been ambushed. It's a whole lot of stuff. No, that wouldn't have been the answer. It would have been missing no matter what. I'm tired of these... People who are attacking what's going on, who has never once served in their lives, who are always second backseat drivers, s- next day quarterbacks. I am sorry. I wish these generals and the president could say what I, w- what I will say for them. You guys don't have a clue what it is when you, have pandem- when you have people just going crazy because they're scared that now that the Taliban is taking over, that their lives are in dire straits. It's irrational. This stuff was always going to be ugly, whether we did it five years ago or we do it now. But nobody wants to tell the truth about that because it's going to sound like you're trying to take away from good planning. You cannot plan for this, period. And I wish the general had said that, and I wish the Secretary of Defense would have said that. I'm from Panama. When we've gone through all this kind of a stuff, I'm cont- and they know it, these generals know it, they just won't say it for political reasons. All right, Eric Hayes, here are some truth for you. Uh, for you. They had everything in place and could have gotten, again, that's crap. I, I, I hate to tell you, that Just I'm sorry to put it just like that, Eric, but that made absolutely no sense. Um, Bruce Pollard, hard learnings at someone's uh, cost, ex- at somebody else's cost, exactly. Uh, Eric Hay circled back and Biden had to cut their vacation short Wonder why He didn't cut his vacation short He came to the White House to make a presence Because he acquiesced to the silliness of reporters Hell, you can be at at Camp David With all the technical things that you need That you have at the White House Again, we are so shallow The reporters are so shallow And they have made people shallow It's that simple it is that simple, my dear brothers and sisters. Don't fight a war where someone else lives. <laughs> exactly. I like that one. Healthcare workers are heroes. You bet your life they are heroes. Uh, let's see. Egberto, thanks for reading out that long one. Nurses' plight needs to be heard. And that's why I did it. Because, and that's what—that's the reason I gave that little off story about me thanking all these people for what they're doing. Eric Hayes says, no, no. Uh, uh, let's see, rubbish. I don't know what West thinks is rubbish, but uh, who knows? All right, nurses are heroes. More definitely, we as a nation uh, don't treat our heroes well. You know, we treat a stockbroker like a hero. He doesn't do a damn thing. He creates nothing. He solves nothing. And we call them heroes. These great bastions of industrialists. These capital they don't do a damn thing. Capitalists just use, just take Advantage of everything those of us that are productive do nada más. Remember that, Robert P. Davenport, your governor lunatic who is criminally negligent. You got that right. Why won't the FDA approve the vaccines and now boosters after eight months? Because they go through procedures. That's why. Uh, let's see, Part of Let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes, Kabul. (laughs) Shame on the USA. Robert B says, this is bad ending to what was a bad idea from day one. Garbage in, garbage out. You hit the number on the hill, Davenport. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, Let's see one more here from Bruce. We need to stay home and fix our half of the world. Exactly. It won't be long before we see people trying to climb on Elon's rocket (laughs) to get off the planet. I like that one, Bruce. That is a good one. Richard Engel in Kabul on the ground, NBC News Chief. Richard Engel is trying to get, get all the necessary stuff to write his next book. There's a, there's a great guy on Twitter today, a reporter on Twitter that said it. I, he said, I'm tired of these terrible reporters. They're all just spinning the same nonsense in preparation of writing their next book. To which I said, wow, you hit the nail on the head. All right, let's see. Rose Williams. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rose. How are you doing, E2247? Welcome aboard. All right, let's go to the first video. And the first, well, it'll, it'll speak for itself. By now, everybody knows Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, is COVID positive. He's infected with COVID. The maskless man got infected. You know what? I want you to listen to this piece and then we'll take it on the other side because this is rather important to understand the the, the psychopathy of this person. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side.
1: A.B., we indeed wish Governor Abbott the best, uh, and
2: yet this is on brand, as you write about DeSantis of Florida. DeSantis is not leading Florida out of catastrophe. Rather, he is fighting for fighting's sake because somehow he thinks it will help him become president, and he knows people are dying because of it. A.B., i got about 50 seconds, uh, 60 seconds left. Did you ever guess that to win the MAGA base's affections... It might require policies that could make people sick and perhaps make people die and keep people without covid out of the hospital when they desperately need medical care like cancer patients and everybody else. Uh, Governor Abbott is uh, deep into daily testing and Regeneron, even though he has no symptoms, which means that he fears what covid can do to you. He's had his third booster shot. So the mask and the ma- and fighting mask mandates is that it is the mascot of, of the front line of the culture battle. And that's why he and DeSantis are digging in, because it is that powerful with their base, even though they know it's breaking their hospital capacity, causing more infection and more death, and will create the next mutation that uh, outruns the, the vaccine more than the Delta variant right now. So this is something that they are completely aware of, a disease that they fear that they're vaccinated against, though they continue to do this sheerly because of the base and the culture war.
0: Now, here's the truth. You cannot help but understand. You cannot help but come to the conclusion that Greg Abbott is a psychopath. This is the guy who knows that in the state of Texas, we have the worst insurance in the country, health insurance in the country. We have more uninsured than any other state in the union. There is something called the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act that we are already paying for as Texans. Whether you like it or not is immaterial. We are already paying for that as Texans. We have a pandemic that's killing people. This guy is not allowing people in different jurisdictions to allow their folk to work, to force their folks to wear masks to ensure that others don't get infected. This guy's party has purposefully lied to his people, lied with data, lied with all this stuff to make them believe the things they believe about COVID. So he's getting them sick, he's not affording them health care, and he himself is a personal super spreader. I want you to take a look at this, because if you take a look at this, this is, this is a uh, Houston Chronicle article, Governor Greg Abbott tests positive for COVID after jam-packed maskless GOP event. This is where he was yesterday. Check out that picture, he's out there, no mask, a Hanging with people without a problem. And if you think that is some excuse, that is him on August 7th. Playing the fiddle and hanging with older folk that could have breakthroughs. That is a walking murderer. Now, we we can continue. Look at the guy. He continues. He knows better. But you know the one thing that this guy has? He has great health care. You know what health care he's on right now? He is on the same thing that Donald Trump got. That very few that there's not enough in the country to give everybody that's getting infected. So here is a guy promoting not wearing masks, telling people personal responsibility is what he supports. But is he showing personal responsibility by not being a spreader, by not being somebody who's likely infected quite a few people after he has gotten infected himself this is what we're talking about this is not this is not this is psychopath material and if one cannot see that and again many people want to blame all our brothers and sisters that they 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 are they don't they believe these crazy things about covid they believe these crazy things about the the mask etc but you know what if you have a leader if you are in a church if you are in an institution where it is generally speaking that you trust the leader that leader can take you down the wrong path and the evidence is all there the hospitals are packed when we followed restraint when we followed the rules we brought the curve down now it's our hospitals are saturated we are killing people not only from covid but from those people who will have strokes and don't have the appropriate care because the nurses are overworked. For those who have heart attacks, for those who are in car accidents, your kids. Folks, we need to disregard these psychopaths that have become our leaders that too many of us have elected. First of all, we have to take, he's right. We have to take personal responsibility, disregard the psychopaths, and in the next election, ensure that the psychopaths are not again elected. Remember that last word. And Cheryl Basso, again, thank you so kindly for becoming a part of the PDR Posse. Folks, click that Join button, become a part of the PDR Posse. That's the way we were able to get all of this stuff done, or go to politicsonwright.com slash support. Hey! Um, beforehand, let me go to a few more questions. Charlotte is here, my wonderful Charlotte past president of the coffee party. And now she's having too much fun. I won't tell you where, but she's having a whole lot of fun somewhere with her good old hubby, great guy. Hey, let me tell you something, guys. Paris, Texas, and I mentioned it in the next video that I'm going to show. Paris, Texas, conservative area. They decided to buck the governor. But you know, in a conservative area you have to do it in a special kind of a way. So how did they do it? They went ahead and made the masks a part of the dress code. So if you enforce a dress code, you're not officially going against the governor. The things we must go through, the things we must go through to do right when we are being told to do wrong. Rose Williams says what happened to the Republican Party? They used to go on and on about the responsible ones and everyone else was irresponsible. Now they are emperors of irresponsibility. Should we forget that when I talk about a Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care that is the biggest thing, right? We are leaving billions of dollars on the table every year and in the process, Texans die. In the process, we have budget, well we can't have a budget deficit but in the process, look it is so simple if we forgot about ideology and just start thinking about humanity. You think about humanity, you'll do all the right things. I always tell people that. Unfortunately, when you do all the right things, you know where you can land. Anyhow, let's see what else I got to go before I go. Uh, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Vamos a ver que voy a ser. Michael Rudman says, this is beyond hypocrisy. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, test positive for COVID after banning mass vaccine. Yes, yes. C. Johnson, welcome to Politics Done Right. And I didn't give uh, uh, Charlotte her official welcome. Charlotte Van Coyle, welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, Who else we got here? Who else we got here? Eric, well, I spoke to you, Eric already. You've been giving me trouble all day, Eric. You know I love you, but damn it, guy, come on. Try it. Abre la mente. Open the mind. At least give us a chance to get to that same place that some of those right-wing areas have you. Keep coming. You know, keep coming, though. You know, we love you. We got to go get some coffee again sometime because I got to do some programming, brother. All right, Deborah, Egberto, please understand that Abbott Republicans' orchestrate plot is more than presidential interest. These people are trying to murder us, depopulation, Egberto. I've heard that theory, but I'm not going to pick it up. The cowardly murderer wants to arrest Texas Democrats for not showing up. You know, I've interviewed uh, five different uh, Texas representatives, including Crockett. I love, I love Jasmine Crockett because she has the oomph. I also love uh, my my brother here, John. John. Um, John. Uh, hey, John, don't don't hold it to, uh, on me that I can't remember your last name right now. Okay, but you know, John, we 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 break bread together all the time. Uh, Bruce Pollard said Put on Vax at the end of the line I spoke to you go, when, I, when you hear the doctor I talked to the doctor The one that's always on MSNBC and CNN He's coming up after this video You're going to see me put that to him And you're going to see his answer And when he gave that answer I felt really good Because it was like Brother, you are a real doctor But check this out Even locally The governor is in trouble Check this out in what is an epic takedown that I don't think I've ever seen so dramatic in a local newspaper? Well, you know, Houston Chronicle, big, one of the largest newspapers in the state. I, I tell you, I think it's time for Greg Abbott to be concerned. Because when you have a school district in a conservative area like Paris, Texas, going against his mask mandate... And when you have him getting sick and exposing others to the disease, it gets very, very serious. I want you to take a look at this. The Houston Chronicle created an article, an editorial. He's number one and three in people viewing this particular thing. Editorial. How can Abbott protect Texas from COVID when he can't protect himself? Then I went ahead and blogged that. One should not be surprised that editorials in some of the larger newspapers in Texas would criticize Texas Governor Greg Abbott for getting infected with COVID. But here's, here's one of the, the statements that they make that I find. It's about time. You know, the reason that he has a mask on mandate, if you will, is that we know how to do things. Personal responsibility, of course. This is what the editorial says. Personal responsibility apparently is for the little people. The powerful have Regeneron cocktails at the ready. The powerful have good health insurance and doctors who make house calls. The powerful can quarantine in the comforts of a taxpayer-funded mansion in downtown Austin. That's one takeaway from the announcement Tuesday that Texas Governor Greg Abbott has COVID-19. The very day after he tweeted about his appearance at another standing room only event in Collin County attended by an estimated 600 people. The tweet included photos of the event in which the maskless governor waves from a stage facing tight crowd of applauding supporters nary a mask in sight. And then they said the most important thing. He can. How can we trust the governor to protect Texas from this raging pandemic when he won't even protect himself or, for that matter, his supporters? And a district in Paris, Texas, conservative area, decided to find a way around the governor. But here is a telling portion of the article. Like I said, it's rough. If a man elected to lead nearly 30 million Texans can't be trusted to act responsibly, how can he effectively persuade others? We're not just talking about the upper-income folks who attend Republican gubernatorial fundraisers. We're talking about the millions of children returning to school who can't be vaccinated. We're talking about the rural Texans who must travel an hour to a hospital only to find there are no beds available. We're talking about the multitudes of Texans who have no health insurance and no relationships with a trusted doctor who can inform them about vaccines. Texans are watching you, Governor. What are you showing them? Not a champion of personal freedom, only a mascot of incompetence, an elected chief executive who is now contagious, and homebound because he refused to follow his own advice to the little people, a governor who not only refuses to lead an effective campaign urging Texans to protect themselves and their communities, but actively threatens to punish and sue local leaders who try to impose safety requirements such as mask wearing. Now, I did a piece a few uh, days ago where I pointed out something else. This article started, started doing it, but it didn't do it completely. The reason many Texans don't have the insurance that are going to afford them the cure for COVID is because of this particular governor. He refuses to pass the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, which would, which would allow those people who get infected good health care. would give them a doctor. So he, that a lot of what's occurring in Texas today is because we have a governor... That not only has been derelict in his duty, but has criminally caused the debts of many of his own constituents. Because he is completely political, selfish, incompetent, and every negative thing that you can think of for someone who would cause the debts of many of those he governs. Great article, Houston Chronicle. Absolutely so. Well, folks, I'm telling you, I'm going to get to your messages after the interview because, l- like usual, I don't want to miss. You know, yesterday we passed on the interview because you guys asked. You guys have such great commentary, and as I always tell you, it's your show. But I really need to get this for, uh, for the reasons of it's COVID, brother. It's COVID. So let's go ahead and get busy with the interview. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Alberto Willis, your host. Uh, today we are here with Dr. Cedric Dark. Dr. Cedric Dark is an ER doctor, a writer, and influencer at the Medical Center in Houston, Texas. One of his mottos is heading at, or healing the sick through medicine and advocacy. Dr. Cedric Dark, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing? I am doing just fine. Look, um, I, I want to start really uh, right from the beginning. Could we have mitigated this uh, pandemic in the United States if we had just masked up even before the vaccine?
1: You know, yeah, that was one of the big mistakes early on last year when, uh, you know, right here in Houston, you know, we had a mask mandate that was in effect for a while and then it kind of got obliterated for about 67 days or so um, before it was clarified that, you know, businesses could still do mask mandates just... The mask mandates couldn't really apply to individuals. Um, and, you know, that's why we wound up in having that first wave last summer. And now I think it's, it's just mostly this concept that people don't want to go around wearing masks no matter what. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, I was, you know, went out to a restaurant last night. The waiters like leaning over, leaning over us, um, like everybody at our table was vaccinated. But the waiters not vaccinated, not even wearing a mask and had to go to the the uh, manager and be like, can you get this person a mask? Cause they don't need to be waiting on us in that situation. So, you know, you're in customer service business we're in the middle of a pandemic, that sort of thing. And I mean, I understand people, you know might want to do normal things, right? Like go eat somewhere. Um, and it's like, you just got to do simple stuff really.
0: Yeah, that, that is completely sad. Um, now, we, we're beyond that now. We have vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera now. Yeah. But we have this new... Uh, th- first of all, of the people that are coming into your emergency room, uh, are you having mostly vaccinated, unvaccinated? What are you seeing?
1: No, pretty much, I would say almost all the people that I see are unvaccinated. Um, some of the numbers that I've seen out of Alabama is like 9 out of 10. Um, And and it kind of depends on where you are. So like the people, my friends that are in the Northeast, you know, Massachusetts, New York, they see a lot more percentage wise of vaccinated people having breakthrough infections, but that's because their percentage of vaccinated population is much higher. So you're expecting to see that kind of thing. Like if 100% of everybody were vaccinated, then 100% of the cases would be vaccinated breakthrough cases, right? you if you look at the math that way whereas if you have zero percent of the people vaccinated then every single case would be an unvaccinated case um you know we're closer to zero than we are to to uh you know being perfectly vaccinated in 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 our society at this point down here in texas and so it makes a lot of sense that we're seeing this remaining a pandemic of the unvaccinated at this point
0: now look i hate to bring up people like Grogan and all people that are given sort of misleading information here, but I think this one is very important. Uh, Grogan went on his show recently and said, uh, you know, right now we've been telling Americans that the, unvacc- the problem that we have in the country right now is the unvaccinated. Well, he has taken a report from somewhere to claim that because uh, vaccinated people Uh, can have the same amount of the new uh, predominant uh, variant of the virus, the Delta variant, because they can have that in their system and can transmit it, that they may actually be more dangerous than the unvaccinated because they're taking less precaution. And because they are vaccinated with the virus, it has a larger uh, probability of mutation. Could you dispel that or
1: uh, or explain that better for the audience? I think it just needs a little bit more context, right? So if you're talking about vaccinated people are being less cautious, a couple weeks ago, prior to Delta variant being a big concern, you know, the CDC guidance was that if you were vaccinated, you could go out and you didn't necessarily have to have a mask on. Um, And so that's probably where that idea is being twisted. However, in reality, you know, I find that the people that are actually getting vaccinated are also more cautious in general and therefore are more likely to wear masks in general it's not like there's a bunch of unvaccinated people that are wearing masks as an alternative you know maybe there are some and and quite frankly if you choose to go unvaccinated the least you could do is wear a mask you know to protect yourself your family and the people around you so you know i'm not going to necessarily try to get into the mythology from all the covid deniers and COVID. Uh, you know, minimizers out there, but let's just talk about real things about what you can do as an individual to minimize your own risk.
0: Now, what is the state of your emergency room right now? I know you you are in one of the major emergency centers here in Houston.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I specifically can't talk about what it's like in my emergency room, but mm-hmm. I can tell you about what it's like overall. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar the Southeast region of Texas has this organization called CETRAC, which keeps track of all the hospitals um, in nine counties, including Harris County and the surrounding areas. It covers about 6.6 million people, okay? As of a couple days ago, there were 56 ICU beds for all of those people in the entire region, okay, for 6.6 million people. And that's whether you're in a car wreck, whether you're having a heart attack, whether you're having a stroke, not just if you're having COVID. Uh, and so we're, we're at a crisis point right now. Hospitals in general are full. Um, if you show up, there's going to be a long wait. If you're having an emergency, still come into the emergency room. You know, we, we are there to help triage people and figure out if you're having a heart attack, you're going to get treated fast. But it may take a while for you to maneuver through the system if you need more specialized care, if, you're, if you show up at the hospital that doesn't have the services that you need, that sort of thing. If you show up for your ankle sprain, you might be sitting there for 8, 10, 12 hours, that sort of thing to be seen. Um, but if you're having something serious, you think it's life-threatening, still come in. We're able to sort through people and the next person that comes back is going to be the sickest person, you know. But if you if you are in ER and you have to wait, you need to be patient with us because it's it's not necessarily our fault. It's that there's a blockage behind us and and people can't go upstairs to rooms. Therefore, people can't come back into the ER. So we're actually seeing people as many as we can, like out front in the waiting area as as much as possible.
0: Now, given that a lot of this is causal because of the unvaccinated, there have been serious people stayed in. That at this point in time, there is a particular person that came on and actually a video that went viral that said, look, my wife had cancer. She couldn't get any treatment because the hospitals are filled. Uh, it, it, she was prioritized out of getting her treatment. Isn't it time for those who have not received vaccines to be prioritized down? Is there some way to do that and advertise that that's going to be done? Because again... Uh, the people that decide or chose not to be vaccinated, they're putting the lives of other responsible people at risk.
1: Sure, they are, but you know, so do people that decide to drink and drive, and so do people that decide to smoke cigarettes. And we don't all of a sudden stop treating them in the medical profession. Our job is to take care of the person that's in front of us and to not judge them for the choices that they make. Now, what I want every single person to choose not to smoke and to you know be sober when they're driving and to get a covid vaccine and to wear a mask of course i would but i'm not going to deny someone treatment for choices that they've made okay the the thing that you're talking about is completely true though what what people are you know talking about like scheduled surgeries you know things that people need to get done can't get done right now because we're near capacity And in some places, certain places might be over capacity. And because of that, if you have a scheduled surgery, that's gonna get bumped to a later time when we're hopefully through this wave and our healthcare system isn't as stretched as much as it can so that you can get that accommodated. But in the meantime, you're going to have to wait. And so right now we're essentially rationing healthcare based on bed availability. And that's due to people's choices to not get vaccinated and to perpetuate this pandemic.
0: I mean, what you said was very important, doctor. I mean, that was a very important concept for Americans to hear that, wait a minute, there are a lot of other things that humans do that had they not, they would not have presented to the emergency room. That is a very important thought process right there. Now, that said, I'm going to ask the the, sort of the same question in another way. Uh, Would we enhance people's or better people's behavior If within our triage system, we had some sort of a ranking based on behavior, not just vaccinated behavior, but just some of those other behaviors you spoke
1: about? Well, I think, you know, the best example of what you're trying to get at, I think at this point is, what do we do about people that catch COVID, wind up having severe illness, their lungs essentially fill up with pus, you know, like a sponge filled with, you know, Uh, banana pudding that's what they look like right and then they need a lung transplant who do we give the next lung to do we give it to that person that decided i'm not going to wear a mask i'm not going to get vaccinated you know i'm going to enjoy my freedom and then they wound up catching covid um and and needing a lung transplant or are we going to give it to the kid that's got um cystic fibrosis or Another individual that, for whatever reason, needs a lung, but is otherwise doing what they need to do. That's right now, I think, uh, an area of medical ethics that is being looked at. And, you know, there's some precedent to that. If you, and, and I'm not the perfect person to talk about because I don't do transplant and I right. don't do transplant ethics. But, you know, if someone has been a chronic alcoholic to the point that their liver is completely shot and burned out and they need a liver transplant, they're not necessarily going to be prioritized for one if they're still drinking, right? And so it's the same thing. If someone is not masking and they catch COVID, are we certain that they're going to be able to mask after they get their lung transplant, after they're put on immunosuppressive medications that knock down their immune system and make them even more um, likely to get infectious disease if they're not going to get vaccinated? And I think that you probably will see some decisions at that point in time, when it comes to how do we treat the extremely sick in terms of how they wound up there, as opposed to how we treat um, people when they walk in the door, which is what I deal with, those people we're going to treat equally regardless.
0: That that makes a lot of sense. Now, where do we go from here? We are in in a bad spot right now. And We don't exactly know where things are going. As far as you're concerned, right now there's a Delta variant that the vaccines still seem to work with. We understand from Peru, uh, we have a Lambda variant that is uh, starting to appear in the United States of America as well. We are not sure how effective the vaccines are going to be like this. So there are two questions here. One, is uh, COVID going to behave, let's say, like the common cold where the mutation is such that really you can't have a long-term vaccine specifically for it? And two, what does that say about our future uh, freedom, if you will, uh, in in this country going forward now that we've had this novel virus that's really knocked
1: on us? Yeah, I don't really know the answer to that. And I don't think anybody really knows the answer to that. So if anyone tells you they do, they're probably lying to you. Um, but what I would say is I worry, and a lot of people worry that COVID is going to become what we call endemic to American society. So it's going to be something like, um, I, I would probably more equate it towards pneumonia than anything else. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you've got, um, you know, older parents and, you know, when they turn 60, 65 or so, they get the pneumonia shot to try to prevent pneumonia. Um, I'm assuming COVID is going to be something like that, more or less, where it still occurs. But, you know, do we walk around acting as if it's this thing that everyone's avoiding you know, five, 10 years from now, maybe not. It might just be, oh, this is a type of pneumonia, a type of infectious organism that causes a pneumonia. That might be the case. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to a point where people are vaccinated. Hopefully the vaccine will provide long-term immunity. Um, and therefore the cases that we do see will be sporadic and amongst maybe either breakthroughs or just the, the small percentage of people that remain unvaccinated. That's the hope. But I, I worry that it's gonna be with us for a long time, if not now, forever.
0: Has there been any modeling done to tell uh, what it would be like
1: if all of us simply went unmasked? There probably has been, um, we know cases, I, I, I'm not familiar with specific data of that um, in terms of what it would look like, but you know, from some estimates that I've seen prior, like last year, we know for sure then masking reduces the number of cases, um, and when you reduce cases, you're going to reduce things like hospitalizations, ICU days, and you know all the all the downward effects on the healthcare system. So we we know that actually works because you know fortunately slash unfortunately we had a great natural experiment with this last year with certain right. states implementing mask mandates, certain states not doing it, and with the delay in terms of how long it took some states to get this. So we know that masks actually work to cut these cases down um, so for me like seeing that kind of policy driven data um, and then contrasting that with the actual policy decisions that are made is pretty frustrating. Uh, doctor what would you like to uh, close with telling our audience uh, going forward? If, if you know the governors of in the south are not going to implement mass mandates it's on you to do this yourself for your family so if someone's coming over to your home. They either need to be vaccinated and wearing a mask. Um, if you're deciding that you wanna go out and eat at a restaurant get vaccinated, wear a mask. You know, you, you're gonna have to control your domain and your bubble and anybody that's coming around you, whether it's your parents or your siblings or your cousins or whatever. If they wanna come up inside your house and they don't wanna get vaccinated, they can stay outdoors. They can not come around and, you know, you're just gonna have to protect protect yourself more than anything else because you can't necessarily rely on um, anybody else to protect you at this point.
0: Dr. Cedric Dart, ER doctor, writer, influencer at the Medical Center in Houston. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you. All right, folks. First, let me go to Nanette Bird-Smith. Nanette, uh, we never played this one live yet. I recorded this on Saturday. Um, no, no, Sunday. I recorded this one on Sunday. Um, anyhow, um, so it we, we had it blocked, but it was never on the live show. It should be played, I think, tomorrow on KPFT 90.1 FM as well. All right, uh, let's see. Daniel Lado I want to hit Daniel even though he came at the bottom of the list here. Let me explain something to Daniel that was explained to me, okay? There is natural immunity. Yes, there is. And the reason we don't normally just ask folks, even if they've gotten the COVID uh, virus before, to depend on that to keep them immune from the disease is as follows. First of all, if you take a look at a coronavirus like the common cold, the common cold mutates so fast and have so many variants that there is no vaccine for the common cold. You just get the cold constantly, several times a year. And your body fights it off because it is a type of, it is sufficiently, it is sufficiently uh, similar That your immune system would adjust And keep killing different types of viruses That create the common cold Now when you get the coronavirus You also, if you survive The coronavirus uh, Which most people do survive The coronavirus uh, You do develop immunity To a, certif- a particular brand of coronavirus But it is not a, As robust an immunity As a vaccine And, and there is a specific scientific reason Why when they decided to create the coronavirus uh, vaccine, they decided to find a common entry point and also do remember that they used no part of the virus at all. This was all calculations based on geni- uh, uh, getting, uh, being able to d- discern its ge- the, the genome of the particular um, disease. Now, what they did is they found a common entry point. Uh, v, as an example, the spike. And that spike... Is what they target. The good thing is, so far, all of the coronaviruses, meaning the the very the the, the, the uh, delta variant, alpha, all of these, that spike that was targeted by the immune system created, that was instituted by the vaccine, the virus, your immune system targeted that spike. So every time it saw that spike, whether it is delta, whether it is alpha, whatever, it tries to hold on to it. There are some issues right now that's going on, and that is whether the coronavirus, uh, whether your immune system, after not being exercised on that spike for a while, loses its ability. There are two parts of the immune system. There's one that recognizes it, and there's one that is prepared to recognize it. And I'm I'm not an immunologist, so I don't know it exactly, but that's what... That is what we're talking about. Egberta is unwittingly supporting the creation of the pharmaceutical industrial complex, never-ending vaccines and booster paid by people. No, what I'm doing is listening to science and watching science. And let's remember this. All these vaccines were originally developed by all of us. We the people, not we the pharmaceutical industrial complex. The pharmaceutical industrial complex capitalized, on the discoveries by research created by we, the people. That's why I read my book, How to Make America Utopia. You learn about those concepts of how the we develop, the we pay for it, and our capitalist structure then capitalizes on what we, the people, created. You know, they like to say, if you, if you tax capital, then somehow innovation is not going to occur. They lie to you not realizing that we don't need... We don't need to be paid to innovate. When I created ComDRV to flip the RTS signal, nobody was paying me a bunch of money. But some wanted to capitalize on that particular investment. Okay? So understand, again, you know, a a lot of times you want to hit me up, uh, I mean, um, Lado, but the problem is I'm right on these particular issues, sir. Rose Williams says, Believe it or not, my son had chicken pox twice, And had shingles Oh my god So he got a triple whammy Cause shingles come from The same thing Where chicken pox comes from Alright He's a special case I don't know how special I hope the shingles vaccine Will protect him Alright Let's see Uh, Bruce also says uh, You can get chicken pox twice But without the inoculation You can get shingles I got you Uh, Let's see what else We have here From whom C. Johnson Thank you Doc Uh, Daniel Ledosa Notice how they don't talk About natural immunity Well we just discussed that I expect that they're probably going to need another booster shot next year actually after 8 months and what one of the doctors that I that I've been listening to and actually I was supposed to interview him for the book that he wrote um it he said that he thought given us two vaccines 4 weeks apart uh he knew that it would have been problematic it, they should have been done m- many months apart and that is how you get a more re- re- robust reaction that won't necessarily then need a yearly vaccine Charlie Lindahl says Well, blame McBerthor for supporting the pharmaceutical industrial complex Charlie, you know better than that, brother uh, Daniel Lado says So you would seize the means of pharmaceutical production In order to wipe out the pharmaceutical industrial complex Again, remember what's occurring right now, Daniel The pharmaceutical industrial complex Are seizing the innovations of We, the people and then capitalizing on it to then sell it back to we, the people. And we do not get to partake of the investment that we, the people, created in giving the pharmaceutical industry the intellect to create what they are going to sell back to us. Was that kind of clear? Charlie, did I make that clear? Carl Cox, how you doing, brother? COVID-19 research is the key to saving lives not religious fanatics, science is important, not myths. NIH discovers 65% of the drugs on the market. Carl, if you were here, I would give you the big fattest hug, assuming you're vaccinated. Love you, brother. Uh, let's see what else we got here uh, If I, that I may have missed. I'm going up the line here. Let's see. There's somebody on, on uh, YouTube that I don't get an actual name for. I think you're in the color pink. But you said Ned Price. Uh, let's see what, what you say here. Uh, I don't, I don't see it there. Let's see. All right, I agree with Cedric. You can't flay God, Egberto. Uh, if you, if you listen afterwards, I completely agree with Cedric as well. Absolutely so. Uh, Cedric is a, you know, knows what he's talking about. Uh, let's see, Deborah John. I don't care what no one say. Why Trump Republicans suddenly after trying to give Trump credit for vaccines? Trump deserve absolutely no credit for the vaccines. None. The only credit I give Trump is not standing in the way of getting the vaccines made. That would have been made any now how. Uh, Carl Cox says I've been vaccinated twice. I think you mean you had the Moderna or the Pfizer. Uh, I I would assume that is what you're talking about. Anyhow, folks, we are coming at the end of the program right now. I want to thank you guys for showing up. Daniel Ledo says, I know history. Thank you. Okay, that's fine. If you know history, then you should act on the knowledge you know from history, my brother. Always do. Because if you know history, you'd know all the things that I've spoken about are categorically and absolutely true. No doubt. And I would put it on paper for you if you want to go item by item one at a time whether what I'm saying is actually factual or not. Ready for the game? Ready to get you ready for the pencil and paper? We can do it in our show one at a time. Everybody, you get your time to speak and stop. Because remember, the last time we spoke on uh, Meet Egberto, you always wanted to talk. You didn't want to give anybody else a chance to say anything because I don't know why, but you didn't. All right, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Abbott signed law requiring educators to avoid instruction, even suggest slavery and racism or anything other than deviation, betrayals. I mean, it, it is funny. They want people to lie. They, they don't. You see, they're scared that Amer- that people look like I said yesterday. Not um, America was created using slavery, genocide, and the abuse of people. And many of the people abused also were everybody: white people, black people, Chinese. Everybody. This economic system is designed to abuse you f- to, for the benefit of a few. That's that's how it is. That doesn't make any one particular group bad, good, indifferent, or whatever. It's all on an individual basis. Remember that, folks. Folks, please support this program. Click that Join button on YouTube. That is how you become a new member of our PDR Posse. Or you can simply go to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. But please remember to get my books. Please A lot of what we talk about here are in those books. And Eric, you need to get all three of them. If you go to our website, there's actually a special there, Eric. Uh, Politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And all that goes with it. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am, hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me stop. Where is our PDR Posse leader? Where is... Oh, Roberto Luis. Welcome aboard, brother. Where is Bridge MCP? At least Roberto is here. I don't see Norman. But anyhow, my name is Igberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out.